This is the Morning Sports Desk for Wednesday, November 2nd. Good morning, Corey. Hi. Boy, was it a night of high school volleyball last night. Well, it sure was a night of high school volleyball. I will say that I saw maybe one of the greatest individual plays slash sequences uh, well, it it was it, that is absolutely the case for this year, mm-hmm. maybe ever that I've seen. Okay, could you it elaborate on us- that? I cannot because you got to see some upsets. Uh, that's just my tease. That's my professional, my professional in the business tease. Coming up, I will tell you about the greatest individual play and sequence of plays I have seen. But first. CJ got to see some upsets in Section 5A. It was, uh, you know, I, I think, you know, I, we should officially start a petition to uh, rename Monaga Upset City because that's what was going on last night at the Monaga High School gym. They were the host of Section 5A quarterfinal play. And Verndale and Nevis were game number one, and it was the... Uh, it was an upset. I mean, Verndale played very well. They lost set number one, but they came back to win the next two. Nevis responded, and they woke up a little bit. They got to set number five, in which case it was back and forth, and then Verndale just kind of eked out the lead late in that fifth set, which we talked about, Corey, off-air. It's just a it's a race to 50. It's a full-on sprint to get to that 15 points, and Verndale was able to get there first. And you could just tell this was game number one. This set the tone for kind of the night, and as each set went on, like, you could just feel the intensity by both teams picking up. You could tell, like, Verndale was like, we got a shot at this thing, like, let's go, and you could tell Nevis is like, hey, we're in a dogfight right now. Uh Oh, they got a shot at this thing. (laughs) Yeah, you could see that for a second, Uh and then they responded, and then they tried to punch their way back, but Verndale just, you could see it the more and more the match went on, the more and more confident Verndale was getting. Cool. And they they played like it, so they played really well. Uh, I believe Katie Blaha had like uh, 15-plus kills. I don't have the exact number off the top of my head. Sure. Uh, A great night for her uh, as well. Uh, I think it just goes kind of the the night and one of the big plays in the end in the fifth set. Uh, I believe it was Kendra captain for Verndale. Uh, she just poked the ball across the net and it like in her mind, she saw the ball kind of bounce off the, the wire, the top of the net. And then it just took the luckiest, but like it was a good hit, but like, you know, you got to get the lucky roll sometimes and it just took the luckiest bounce off the top of the net because the Nevis girl like turned her back like, she was trying to go play the ball. Like, where is it going? Like, am I going to be ready to set this ball? Because she was their setter. And she turned around. And by the time she does that, the she turns back around to see the ball falling behind her just on the other side of the net. Sure. And you could look at uh, Captain's face for Verndale. And she just, like, has her eyes, like, covered over, like... <sighs> just got away with one. Like, oh, my God. Like... I thought, you know, like it was it was a good game. So it's moments like that where it's just it's a lot of emotion. You could tell the players really wanted it. It was a fun game to call, and uh, Verndale got the upset. They're going to play Pine River Bacchus in the 5A subsection final game. That's at Crosby Ironton High School tomorrow night with a 6 p.m. first serve. And then that wasn't done. It's Billy Mays. But wait, there's more. Uh, we had an upset uh, with Sabika and Browerville Eagle Valley. 
uh, three sets to none. Spiga did a nice job just coming out starting fast, I think, really, was the big thing. Um, they had, like, a 10-2 to 2 lead right away in set number one and just kind of set the tone that they were going to come in and play, and they were able to do that. They they hung on. They won set number one. They won a closer set number two, and then uh, kind of eventually, and then in set number three, I should say, uh, they were down, I believe, 24-18 in set number three. It looked like Browerville was going to get set three, maybe try and claw back into this one, and then they went on whatever the math is, like a 7-0 run, 8-0 run to win the match, 26-24. Jeez Louise. So Sabika was playing with confidence last night. I thought the one of the uh, the Hammond girls, she had a, a, a good game as well. I, I think 10-plus kills and three sets for uh, for the Trojans. Uh, I think really what Sabika did best, and I mentioned it in the broadcast last night on the Superstation, is they just did a good job of, of playing in the net. They did a good job of any time Browerville Eagle Valley had a chance like to try and play right in front of the net, there were two girls right there with their arms up, ready to just create havoc, get in their minds, and they did a good job on that. Browerville Eagle Valley had a very nice season. They beat the Trojans three sets to one earlier. Mm-hmm. They beat Bertha Hewitt three sets to one to get to this point. They had a nice season. They're a younger team. Team. They had th- only three seniors. They had a lot of sophomores with some playing time. So they're a young team. They're going to get their shot again. They're going to be good. Coach Ersfeld will get them up. But uh, a good game for the Trojans. They get the upset, and now they're going to play, believe, Malax in the subsection final game on the other side of Section 5A. And that game is going to be right after Verndale's in Crosby Ironton High School, 730 scheduled first serve. Uh, busy. Busy night. It was a great night. It was a really fun night at the Monaga Gym, and it was a great night of high school volleyball. I suppose now's a good time to mention we will cover those matches uh, tomorrow on 105.9 FM, the Superstation K106. So if you're from Verndale or Sabika, you don't want to drive all the way there, we got you covered. First of all, drive all the way there, (laughs) but if you can't. If you can't. If you can't, we'll be ready to rock and roll. Um, I had six double-A volleyball last night, CJ. Yeah. Uh, Three-seeded Wadena Deer Creek hosting the six-seed Albany Huskies. And there was a little different energy in the gym in Wadena last night. Like that, It was one of those, like... This is gonna be this is gonna be a big one. Yeah, this is gonna there's gonna be some fireworks in this one. And uh, the first thing that stands out, you walk into the gym and see Albany on the court, and you're like, "Holy buckets! They're huge. They're like six two, six foot, six foot five ten, five ten. Mm-hmm. I mean, just monsters. Every single one of them. Um, they had a sophomore. Her name was Hannah Klein, a six foot sophomore who was the best player on the floor last night. Uh, I. She's incredible. I, there, I have nothing else to say about her. She was so mm-hmm. spectacular to watch. The thing was, for Albany, is um, uh, she was incredible. I don't know if you talked to Coach Hines and the Albany Huskies. I don't know if you would have been thrilled with the rest of the team effort. Like, not that they weren't trying. They just had a hard time just finding their setter, would be the best way to put it. Uh, Wadena Deer Creek did a much better job of just getting to their setter and and uh, setting up the offense. There was a little back and forth for a while in the first set that was particularly out of sorts, and I'll get to that in a second. But um, another tease. Things, things calmed down in that first after that first set, and uh, it's it just seemed like Wadena Deer Creek was was just more prepared for the moment. You know what I mean? Both teams physically very gifted. Um, I think uh, 
um, mentally prepared for the moment. It seemed like the Wolverines maybe had a bit of an advantage. So let me break down this first set for you. It was all over the place. Mm -hmm. All right. First of all, um, Wadena Deer Creek jumps out to an 11-0 lead. 11-0. Yeah. In this match that everyone's like, this is going to be bananas. Like, if you would have polled every person in the building, you would have been like, this one's going five sets. Yeah. It just it just is. And um, then Wadena Deer Creek jumps up to an 11-0 lead. You're like, oh, no. <laughs> wow. They grabbed that happening? one by the horns. It was, it, was, it was ridiculous. And then all of a sudden, Albany makes this, like, just this little bit of... Just this little run, right? Yeah. Like, okay, whatever. It was 11-0. Now it's, now it's 12-4, whatever. Anyway, we go back and forth, and Albany just would not die. They just refused to give up. Um, we go extra points. 28-26 is the final wow. of that first set. Wadena Deer Creek ends up taking it. Now, here's the sequence of events to end that first set including what was the greatest individual play I've seen this year. Mm -hmm. There's just like a scrum at the net, right? It's yeah. Just a, it's just a mess. Players are hitting the deck. They're they're keeping the ball alive. It's on the Wolverine side of the net. Sophomore setter Addison Gravel, she's on the floor. I don't know how she got there. If she had to dive after something, I don't know. If she fell, I don't know. All I know is she's on her butt just on the top side of the logo at center court. Hit number two is coming down behind her. From her butt, she reaches back with her left hand. And somehow, I mean, I'm talking about, like, I'm sitting here, the net is here. Yeah. And she's on her butt. She reaches with her left hand, somehow gets the ball back over the net. Wow. Somehow gets it over the net. Gets up. And is a part of the double team block to then get the point for the Wolverines. Like, just an unbelievable effort from her, like, football grass drills kind of effort. Yeah. To be on the ground like that, reach back, get it over the net. Now you got to get up, and then she's right there to help block it home for the, uh, for the point. That made it 27-25. And then uh, uh, Wadena Deer Creek serves. There's a set to the middle, double block, 28-26, set over. It was just like those three things to happen right in a row like that was just an unbelievable moment, especially you're in extra points, especially when you're like everyone knew this match was going to be good, and then it starts out like, oh, this is not going to be a good match. To have Albany chip all the way back and force extra points, it was wild. It was just a wild, wild uh, uh, first set. Wadena Deer Creek wins the next two sets, 25-17, same score for both. Um, and really, you sit down and as you're watching it, you're like, you know, it's an eight-point victory. It doesn't seem like – it just at any moment felt like one team could take it from the other. Yeah. And Wadena Deer Creek just took it from, from Albany. They were – that was a really talented Albany team, and Wadena Deer Creek showed their – you know, they they flexed a little bit in that one, I thought. So they play now in the 6AA semifinal uh, tomorrow night in Sauk Rapids at Sauk Rapids Rice High School. They'll take on Pequot Lake, 7 o'clock start time. That'll be a good one. And, uh, of course, the Wolverines 
and Patriots played first match of the entire season. Uh, Pequod Lakes won that match three sets to none. This is a loaded section six double A. Pequod Lakes, the two seed, um, kind of coming into these playoffs by far and away the two seed. Mm-hmm. And Sox Center, the one seed, by far and away the one. You know what? It, like it's just a it's a very strong section. It's very strong, top heavy uh, uh, section, and the top teams now are what's left. Yeah, this is really one really through great. four are remaining, and we will broadcast that match. On AM 920 and 101.7 FM KW80 tomorrow night. Perfect. It is uh, another busy uh, busy couple games in that uh, high school stuff. We'll preview a little bit of those games as we get closer tomorrow uh, and talk about that. But there's some Vikings news we have to talk about, Corey. The Vikings have a brand new tight end, and his name is TJ Hawkinson. That's exactly right. So I want you to tell me a little bit about, obviously they had to make this trade because Irv gets hurt. He goes on the IR, as a matter of fact, um, uh, with his high ankle injury or whatever it is. That poor guy just cannot stay healthy. And I it would imagine the Vikings, CJ, wanted to be productive here at the trade deadline, and then the Irv Smith thing maybe moves them ahead a little quicker or down this line. Yeah, I think... They were always in the market for a wide receiver, and I think Brandon Cooks was a guy that they wanted. Obviously, the Los Angeles connection, uh, Sean, uh, Sean McVay, and then also Kevin O'Connell. There's a connection there, but it never worked out. And then Irv Smith getting hurt opens the door to trade for a tight end, and just so happens that the Lions want to trade their stud tight end for some reason, and they will they will trade him. So uh, Hawkinson. Uh, is 25 years old. He's under contract for next season as well. He has 26 receptions for 395 yards and three touchdowns in seven games this season. He goes from the 1-6 Detroit Lions to the 6-1 Minnesota Vikings, and all the Vikings had to give up was a 2023 second-round pick and a 2024 third-round pick, while the Vikings... In return, got Hawkinson, a 2023 fourth-round pick, and a conditional 2024 fourth-round pick that could very well likely become a third-round pick. Uh, I don't like saying that people got fleeced in trades at the moment because you ha- you can't judge trades in a vacuum, but the Lions got fleeced, man. The Vikings only had to give up a second-round pick, which will be a late second-round pick. And let's be honest with you. They didn't even really have to give up their second-round pick. As I saw it worded this morning, the Vikings traded back in 2023 for TJ Hawkinson. Yeah. and That's he's all a, it was. And by the way, you want to know who TJ Hawkinson is? He's Kyle Rudolph. Right. He's Kyle Rudolph. He's not going to stretch the field, but he's going to have those short, intermediate passes. He's going to be a red zone threat. I think that's what's most exciting about this Minnesota Vikings offense. They're not going to all of a sudden just be able to throw the ball 50 yards downfield like maybe we want them to, but they're going to be in that short, intermediate pass game. They're going to be very effective. TJ Hawkinson is going to be able to get to to some of these spots. He's going to be very good in the red zone inside the 20-yard line. The Vikings are already one of the best teams in the NFL on touchdown percentage when they get inside the 20. They don't settle for field goals. They get touchdowns. And TJ Hawkinson is going to be what Kyle Rudolph was for the Vikings. A big-bodied, tall, tight end who can just put his giant mitts up and Kirk Cousins just has to loft it in his direction. And he can go get those 50-50 balls. He can get 
uh, matched up on a linebacker or a safety and make these catches. So I'm really excited with this TJ Hawkinson trade. Kwese Adolfo Mensa, GM of the year, my man. You fleece the Lions to get TJ Hawkinson. So uh, Skull Vikings, I don't know if he'll play against the Commanders. I doubt it. With his, like It's going to take him a little bit to pick up the playbook and whatever. So I wouldn't bet he plays, but you know, be ready for that matchup against the Bills next Sunday. That that one will be fun to watch. This has been the Morning Sports Desk for Wednesday, November 2nd. Will you and everyone you work with lose their minds if you don't use Upwork to bring in more talent to help? Yep. Can you afford to spend months finding that talent the old-fashioned way? Nope. Can you hire them in seconds on Upwork? Yep. Is it complicated? Nope. Can you have them as long as you need? Yep. Longer than you need? Nope. Is Upwork a newer, better way to work? Yep. Is this commercial over? Nope. What about now? Yep. Upwork. This is how we work now. Your story. It lives in River City. Where you can enjoy a metropolitan vibe and a small town feel. Where we set the standard for service and looking out for one another. Where there's so much more than steak in our thriving food scene. Your story is the story of Omaha. Told by those who live it and love it. Whether that's helping you keep up with the Cornhuskers or creating the content you crave. And here in the Omaha World Herald is where it comes to life. Omaha World Herald, where your story lives.